Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today we're talking about feminism and you guys know I don't really have men on on this thing, but I have Kevin. <laughs> and he's here to talk about feminism. Say hi Kevin. Hello everyone. Good I to want be here. to get your take on feminism. You and I both read all about love mm-hmm. and you have some opinions <laughs> on the book. So we're going to discuss first. Tell me how you're doing with the pandemic and everything. Yeah, I'm out here surviving. Has life changed for you or? It did in the beginning, but we're still getting back to normal. I'm back at work. Mm. So I'm lucky enough. I work in an industry where I went construction. So weren't as affected as a, as a lot of other people but mm-hmm. stuff has slowed down a bit but I still have a job so thank god right yes yeah thank god i also have a job but mm-hmm. my contract is ending soon so i will be jobless in the new year mm-hmm. you guess have a new job gifts from me <laughs> i'm saving for unemployment no you have a new job in general hopefully mm. but okay so <clears throat> when you have you ever heard of feminism is it something that you heard of or is it like a new idea and what does it mean to you i've heard about it in passing mm-hmm. not particularly positively okay um in passing but in terms of like looking up the definition and trying to understand it well, what's your take on it my take on it is basically equality of the sexes essentially basically mm. women and men being equal that was that was my personal thought of it what negative thoughts have you heard about feminism um, or views views it's like yeah you know, stuff on <coughs> whatsapp groups people say oh, the feminists are coming after us and oh, you say all yeah. these things so that's where that was my introduction to it as how do you say as a term or as a movement was from those groups where people are like they're coming after us so um yeah it's kind of but how do you feel about feminism like do you do you feel no ways do you think it's a movement that's needed yeah i think it's needed i think we need i believe in the equality like everyone everyone should be equal mm-hmm. be it the sexes races like i think i don't to me it's a no-brainer like we should all be equal mm. so when people say feminism as equality of the sexes then that makes sense to me right but when they say the other stuff then i'm like but that stuff can all be based off of people's personal experiences with a particular feminist or mm. i mean yeah okay a lot of people think like you where they're like okay yeah i agree in equality but then when we start getting into the nitty-gritty of <laughs> They're like, oh, no, I don't know about that. What about equity? What does equity mean to you? If I was to say equity for women, what do you think comes to mind? Um, when I say equity, I'd assume you mean equal opportunities. Because you can be have equality on paper in terms of, let's say, for example, voting. You can, men and women can vote. Mm-hmm. Um, they can earn the same wages. So I think that would be the equity you can earn the same wages you have the same opportunities equal representation that kind of stuff i think that's to me that's what i when i think of equity that's what i mean Mm. but you can tell me if i'm wrong you're wrong Mm -hmm. equity is more um i shouldn't have said you're wrong but that's not what it is (laughs) you're wrong (laughs) equity is more like so if men and women can vote you know but where the places we vote have stairs so like say like every places if every place that was available to vote 
had stairs and so if I was in a wheelchair I wouldn't be like it wouldn't be accessible for me mm-hmm. so having a voting station that has ramps mm-hmm. is equity for for a person so for people with disabilities do you know what I mean if or I'll give another example have you heard that story of like the the fish and the there's like a dog and there's a cat and they're all so they're all reaching for something but the fish can't reach it because he's a fish and he doesn't have legs mm-hmm. so it's yeah, more the story but do tell do tell it's like so it's like if if like we all have the opportunity to earn the same income <coughs> for example like we we all both you and i work let's say at a law firm mm-hmm. but i have like seven kids right or say i have like tell me this a bad example if say i have like seven years of experience you mm-hmm. have two mm-hmm. someone else has one we can't earn the same mm-hmm. because i've put in more time in the industry mm-hmm. so that's yes equal salary but it wouldn't make sense for us to make the same because i have more experience or mm-hmm. someone else has more experience mm-hmm. so that's equity it's more keeping in mind individuals individual opportunities or or like needs for people but it's never really used in terms of like salary because that's that's not a social issue mm-hmm. in feminism it's black women equity can also be called intersectionality black women women of color disabled women lgbtq plus 2s women because if we just say equal rights for women then we don't we're not keeping in mind that women bring other intersectionalities to the mix i'm not just a woman i'm a black woman mm-hmm. so that adds to my oppression mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah so that's why because in the 19 i believe it was the 1950s when the second wave of feminism came around and women were able to vote but because of the rules only white women could vote so then every other woman was like oh <laughs> what about us, us mm-hmm. you know so then there was a black woman i forget her name she came up with the the um she coined the term intersectionality because there was no space and actually only straight white women could vote but during the movement everybody actually black women were at the front lines but mm-hmm. white women when they got their voting rights they're like oh well bye guys <laughs> so then so that's why equity is is super important and and with disabilities like back then people living with disabilities like had to beg like they weren't even part of society so they they were you you were forced to be committed in a hospital and if you wanted to earn money you had to literally just go on the streets and beg and if you're a disabled woman you literally didn't even exist unless you were owned by a man like you were a missus mm-hmm. which is also like oh, but that's a whole another thing so that's why like including equity in feminism is important because otherwise then we're just talking about white women makes sense okay <clears throat> makes sense so you you both you both you and I read all about love by bell hooks 
How did you find her so far, like as far as you've read? Um, what are your thoughts on the book and bell hooks? I have no thoughts on bell hooks per se, because mm-hmm. it's the only book of hers I've read. Oh, right, right, right. Um, okay. I found the book a little difficult to read. It was very, there were a lot of re- references to other books, like mm-hmm. every other paragraph. Right. Okay, right. So that kind of made it choppy to me. Um, mm-hmm. But but overall overall i feel like she started out upset or angry oh, okay how yes. come the first few chapters she seemed seemed angry with men to be honest and then okay. after that she starts talk about how we can fix i guess it's almost sound like how we can fix society or to make it better mm. what made you feel like she was angry is it the part where she talks about her like the misconception she had about love yeah, that and then her, I guess stuff that, I guess I don't know if it was her or she's talking about an example of stuff that she experienced as a child mm-hmm. and I guess stuff she experienced in relationships. Mm-hmm. So all that kind of, I mean I understand she was, it sounds like she was hurt by some things growing mm-hmm. up and as a, an adult so yeah that came out in the first few chapters. Yeah. Do you have sisters? Yep. When you were growing up did you notice there was a difference? between how your parents raised you guys? With my sisters, not in the way you would think, but growing up when we're just, before my sisters were born, because they're the youngest, mm-hmm. with my cousins, I could tell there was a difference. Like yeah. how? Like they weren't allowed to do certain things. Mm. And I thought it was always weird. Like, like why can't we both climb the tree? <laughs> I grew up in Africa, people in Uganda, so. Yeah. Yeah. Because like for so. me, I didn't grow up like my family obviously like had issues. I've talked about them on the podcast, but my dad was was always like, you know, you're a woman, you can't be, or you're a girl, sorry, you can't be going out. This will happen to you, and that mm. will happen to you. You know, you're a girl. Mm. If you do this, this will happen to you. So even now, as an adult. I always think about like the danger before I think about anything else. If I'm if I'm about to yeah, do something sense, that yeah. involves leaving my house, I'm like, oh. so your parents Wait. kind of drilled that into you. And yeah, like my dad always made it clear that I was yeah. in imminent danger because I'm a female. Okay. Um, Which I think a lot of African parents, parents yeah. do. Did you see that at all, like growing up? Yeah, we did. Cause again. We had just come, I guess, out of those turbulent times in Uganda. So it was, mm-hmm. my dad thing was like by eight o'clock, or eight or seven, everyone has to be in the home at home. Mm-hmm. Be it him, my mom, all the kids, everyone. And that's kind of how we live almost to this day, although I know grown people, so we, we break that rule often. Yeah. But it's still kind of in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. You have to the 7 p.m., you have to be home. But that, I think that came from that period of turmoil in the country mm-hmm. um as kids it was just random stuff like you you like you do stuff they would say like oh you're a girl you can't do that you can't right. do this you can't do that and it was like why mm-hmm. like you play in play with, in the car play with cars like oh girls don't do that like mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. from like not say parents even like the house help they would mm-hmm. be like ah oh, girls don't do that one kind of stuff mm-hmm. it was always weird to me but um as you grow up it becomes drilled into you 
that this right. is for boys, this is for girls. Boys do this, girls do that. Or girls can't do this. Boys do whatever, girls can't do this. Exactly. Essentially. So then it kind of becomes, and then it's being drilled into you by women and by men. Right. So, so women also do contribute. Yes. Largely to yeah. this. But do you think maybe that's because they've also been socialized to believe that their gender has to be a certain way? Yes, they have. But they continue the, the, the cycle. cycle. So right. it's almost. So I think when I've heard in groups where people say feminists are doing this and that, I'm mm-hmm. like, you can't blame men only. I feel like oh, women no. are part of the problem oh. as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think, okay, <clears throat> so let's keep on the topic of, of home <laughs> for a second before I go into that. Um, she talks about in, in, I think, the beginning chapters, corporal punishment. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she doesn't understand how you can associate beating a child with then saying that you love them. What do you think about that? Like, she's like saying they can't be the same thing because it's confusing to a child. Is love beating or it's not? I feel like to African parents, love is beating. But how can they be the same thing? How can punishment mean that I feel... Because I find with African parents, like... They don't know how to express the love thing. Like, very few people I know have heard their parents ever tell them I love you. They'll show it in their actions and mm-hmm. stuff they do, mm-hmm. but to actually say the words, and why, it's difficult for African parents, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I feel like the reason they beat you is because you're failing in class. If you become the last, you become, you will struggle throughout your life. Right. So I've warned you, you're not listening, I'm going to beat you. So and that's, you that's think- their thing. So in their minds i think they're beating because they love you there's also one way they're beating because they're just bad people right. like the abusive ones but sometimes if i'm being beaten because i went to school and i played duel the whole day matatu the whole day the whole time and then i failed the exams <laughs> and right. i fell in this report card and they're looking at me like uh kevin <laughs> and they organize no, but... you and you can't say these guys uh but don't, don't you... love me okay Beating is wrong. Corporate punishment is wrong. But then, in that sense, I and I can I can't say they do not love me, because I'm pretty sure I'm being beaten because I failed. And if I fail, my life would be horrible. And they don't know how to. For them, they never had the tools that nowadays they are more exposed. Because now they're different. My parents, the way they raised me and my brothers, Mm -hmm. the older kids, and the way they raised the younger kids. Mm -hmm. My my brother who's in the middle who experienced (coughs) half and half. They're completely different. The more they got exposed, the more internet and all this stuff has happened. Mm-hmm. Their whole parenting style has changed. I could look at our sisters and like, you guys don't know, fam. And like, mm-hmm. in the club with me, I'm like, bro, <laughs> what? You said they didn't have the tools to discipline you differently or the know-how. Yeah, I think they're just raised that um, way. Is it then that then that wasn't, she's right to say like, then that wasn't love. It was whatever that was. No, I think when, in my case, in our case, when they did it, that's, I was beating because if I don't put you on the right path, you're going to end up um, a failure in life, essentially, which is their biggest fear. Mm. So I'm not beating because I had a bad day at work, so I'm just going to mix you. I'm just going to beat you up, right? It's more like, I'm scared, I'm worried for you. Like, you're acting a fool, you're going to end up in a bad place. So that's why, I mean, you could always have just talked to Talk to the but, kid. In our, at the time, they, the way they were raised, moving down, they do the exact same thing they're taught. And eventually, they've, like, the 
a lot of African parents have changed and even the school systems because in school I'd go to school I get school late Chivoko I like yeah. it but then I'm like I don't drive the car <laughs> right this is why am I being beaten like you get school you don't have a hanky Chivoko yeah. get school you do your exam you get 99% you get 1k you get 50, 50 one of my friends was caned 49 strokes of the cane for getting a 51% See, in, a, in an exam and that was a teacher Mm-hmm. So it was as a society, it was like it was what it was. It yeah. So it it was accepted. I think for me, not I, so I, much now, but yeah. I agree with her, and you know, not to say like I agree with her that that at that time I don't know that because my parents probably didn't experience love themselves from their parents. I probably didn't experience it from them either yeah. i think they i feel like my parents yeah, mm-hmm. felt like they they have a responsibility like i'm a parent and it's my job to take care of the kid i don't know that love was ever mm-hmm. part of the equation until maybe my mom later on in life like in my 20s <laughs> mm-hmm. when we became close but like no, I don't think love ever had anything to do with it because I think for her she, and my dad, like they were just like, these are our kids and we need to take care of them and it's my job. There's a difference between like me loving my job when I go to work hmm. every day and and just like being passionate about it and, you know, doing extra to make sure I do my job properly than showing up, doing what I need to do because you know that's what is going to keep me employed Mm. there's like a big difference so they can both look the same thing because like i'm still doing what i need to do but that extra oomph that i put into the job Mm. like you know my passion if i stay up all night to make sure like oh my gosh it's done as opposed to like 5 p.m i'm done we're finished I just you know I do the bare minimum to make sure I'm I'm good. So I think I think I agree with her in that sense, and it's a horrible thing to think about. Like oh my parents didn't love me that whole time, <laughs> but I think I think I I think it's true. I think my parents just felt they were responsible for me. Uh-huh. At least that's how I took it anyway. And it was like oh <laughs> at the yikes at the time it felt like that like when they were being beaten you're like. Eh case but yeah. then they got old and i saw and you lived right and like okay i understand where it came from mm. and they could have just talked to me but that's yes. that was in our culture where i grew up for her i don't know where did she grow up you know bell hooks she grew i don't know where she grew up but she has like one brother and like seven sisters and um, grew up in like a little town instead of in america right? in america yes. okay. um and it's a terrible thing to think but i think like that's the only explanation because like my mom used to do this thing where like she'd always be like close your mouth do this you're treating like this so i was always like, <laughs> like you know <clears throat> and now as an ad- not to blame my mother but i'm like I'm anxious all the time. I'm always wondering mm. if I'm doing the right thing, if mm. I'm being trash. It's like, whoo, what, what, what's going on? Yeah, you have this But like nothing, nothing was ever like fine. Just mm. like your hair, your mouth is open, 
you're chewing badly, you're always your handkerchief. Like, mm. it was always something. And now, I do that to other people. I don't say it out loud. Yeah, that's a problem. But, like, like I think it, when, when I hear someone, like, chewing, I'm like, what in the fuck? Why are you chewing like that? Yeah, stuff is always passed Why is down. your mouth open? Subconscious. So then I do things, I do that to other people, much as I don't say anything. But there's a way I perceive people when they do things that I seem I find mm. to be odd which is not okay <laughs> but I don't know how to like not be that person but you, it comes from your you got that but from it, your mom and exactly. she probably got it from she probably got it from her mom so all, yeah so it's kind of like someone has to stand up and someone break has the to cycle. change that's what I was going to ask you like yeah. don't you think that there's a responsibility with us when we get to adulthood like our parents they had a responsibility to do things differently they did but the way you say you also find yourself falling back on the way you were raised as those things come out of you as well so maybe at that time it wasn't the right time to do it like in terms of what was happening around them mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't like fertile <clears throat> ground for that to kind of germinate out and happen like how things are happening today with like the, the black lives and everything right mm-hmm. it's the time is right for this it's it's a good time for this to happen like it's actually happening right yeah because of society and the i guess the atmosphere we're in it can happen now right would have happened back then and mm-hmm. now now it, now it almost feels like they might actually be changed this time because it's happened multiple times where it's like flare-ups right. but this time it feels like something might actually come out of this and protests have been happening like for the last almost five months so yeah so like the momentum is still there so it almost feels like something has to happen and people are actually listening now because mm-hmm. because white people have joined the movement yeah because the stories have not changed yeah the um, stories haven't changed just diverting the conversation when you think about feminism and and how feminism is is the point of it is to dismantle patriarchy to do away with misogyny actually tell me what what is your definition of feminism what is the definition of feminism from i believe you're a feminist well well, feminism is in summary your definition equality my definition Uh is to dismantle patriarchy and what is patriarchy to you it's the idea that men are superior and meaning and and so in turn creating systems that speak to that so men getting more salary because they're men or men making the decisions on if women should have abortions or not or the fact that birth control there isn't a market for men to like have you ever seen a commercial for a vasectomy yeah no right so so patriarchy is like like the systems that continue to oppress women and, and if we dismantle them because they don't just affect women right mm-hmm. like much as patriarchy and i was going to ask you like patriarchy was like racism was created by white people racism was created by white people mm-hmm. and in order for black people to vote you know during the civil rights movement white people had to vote it in it was Abraham Lincoln who had to abolish slavery. Mm-hmm. I think that's who abolished it. If I'm wrong, someone will correct me. But like, all those things that were created by white people had to be ended by white people. 
So do you agree that patriarchy has to be maybe not join feminism because when we talk about feminism men go crazy but do you agree that men have to join the movement to end patriarchy yeah and why do you think that there's such a pushback from men when we talk about eradicating misogyny and, and patriarchy there's various ways you can look at it some maybe they benefit from it so they're like of course you're trying to take my <clears throat> take from me what I have right mm -hmm. so that then they obviously will oppose it um, if they benefit from it unless mm -hmm. it's the way it's presented to them the manner in which women yeah. maybe talk the feminism about it. yeah it kind of comes across as in order to raise women up you have to pull men down really when I feel yeah that's how it actually comes across and I feel like why isn't it if anything let's just pull everyone up to the same level why does one have to be pulled down to raise the other what give me examples where you've heard that you've seen like you've gotten that impression no from again like I said groups that have been on whatsapp where people send these random like memes or stuff mm. and they say stuff that's happening it's usually <coughs> a feminist is attacking the man because of something but i'm assuming they're attacking him because they want to be on equal footing with them as well right mm. so my head is why not just talk i uh, not just present it in a way whereby everyone is pulling everyone up as opposed to you have to pull me down to pull you up hmm. i mean i i could i, I, I would I imagine that. there are people who do that but i don't know that it's i think that's why you get the pushback from mm. men because usually when it comes through it's kind of like men are bad mm, and women are good or men are bad i've treated women badly all men have treated women badly blah 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 so now at that point you're already like even if someone you're already pulling that person down if you're right. talking to a guy you're already pulling that guy down and then you're saying you have to treat women equally and whatever and then you're pulling to bring yourself up you're pulling it and it's almost like i would want to help someone if it's, you're not attacking me you're just telling me this is what i've experienced and etc etc mm -hmm. and we need to make it right and like yeah i agree with what you're saying let's make it right right but if it comes with an attack, <laughs> attack first then it becomes some people will just shun it they get yeah they get I, defensive I get that. Cetera, that kind of thing so but do you think that men could could also because it's it's like if say white people said oh the way that you're presenting the whole race conversation to me oh, they did, they have, i feel i believe they have said that in the past okay, like, but don't you think, we gave okay. you guys obama which, which, that, but like, that kind of me, stuff and it's like but are you doesn't make any sense i agree but but you see what it but that's what i'm saying it's if a white person came up to me and said oh jane the way the way you if you could just simplify it or if you could just be a little this and that for me i would literally t tell them to go not for me i'm just saying like if you feel oppressed come and tell me you feel oppressed mm. you don't have to bring me down I don't agree with bringing definitely yeah, I don't like know if I'm saying people. it the right way, but I feel like a lot of the times it happens to be a diss first. Yeah. Oh, well, basically, from the stuff I read about, so my impression of feminism was like, we hate it's men. It's to hate men. And yeah. I didn't, and I was, like, I was like, okay. But in my mind, I thought like, isn't just we're all trying to be equal? Like, so why do I have to hate you to be equal with you? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what role do you think religion plays in? pushing this agenda that 
you know, women are beneath and this anti-women rhetoric? Um, the way a lot of the religions are set up. Mm -hmm. They're literally set up to push that narrative. Hmm? Tradition, yeah. right? They're trying to change a bit more, but like when you had, I know you couldn't have um, priests that were female. Right. You couldn't. In other religions, they were separated, and then here women there, right. and like all these things. Like, it's kind of like they literally, and then a lot of, and then the religion has spread. Like so, everyone at some point really believes. Most people believe before atheism became trendy a lot of people believed in one thing or the other and most of those religions did that created right. that separation so they i believe that the religious institutions churches like they have to be at the forefront of it because a lot of people listen to them right right so do you think then religion not just christianity of course yeah. but do you believe religion should embrace feminism yes it should embrace feminism yeah okay i think they should when you were growing up but not hate of men <laughs> do you think they hate of men and feminism it. is the same thing no but i feel okay. like a lot of people do okay you know what i mean like from random sidewalk <clears throat> conversations i've had that's kind of how it comes off let me ask so you this. i don't think it's true that way i feel like it's about making everyone equal yeah but i'll ask you this really uncomfortable question but <laughs> just to get your take um it's it's unrelated but what do you think of a woman who says i don't want if if men don't have to shave i don't want to shave sorry if men don't have to shave, why do i have to, why do i have to shave if um and then some women who say you know let let me bleed because why do i have to wear you know things to stop my period mm -hmm. What's your take on, on, on that? If you were if you if you were to see those women and, and they were like, you know what, we're feminists and this is our movement and we represent the feminist movement. Kangoe said shaving. So if what like it's like why do I gotta shave and so let my hair grow or let me bleed. There's actually a movement called Free the Bleed or Bleed Free. Um, it's not I don't I don't see anything wrong with it. Is that what you're asking me? I just I'm asking just, I'm just like saying, what do you think of that? But in terms of like practicality, like the hair thing doesn't matter, honestly. Mm -hmm. I just feel like some people attract to people with who do shave, some attracted to people who don't. In terms of really dating and stuff like that, mm -hmm. then that's when I come like me if I didn't cut my hair. I'm pretty sure I've seen the reaction I get between <laughs> when I've cut my hair and shaved and when I haven't. So you, you just feel like, do you, basically? Yeah, the girl them don't like me when my hair is meh. They, they kind of... <laughs> you can okay. ask them. So that, with that one, I feel like it's personal preference. The bleeding okay. one, that would come to, like, I don't know. It's fine. If you want to do that, that's fine, but... <laughs> personally, I just... I, I don't know if I should, like... Personally, if I, I cut myself and I let, I let the blood come down, I just left it that's on my clothes. Th that's what I mean. It's kind of like, okay. <laughs> you want to, you want to like. Like, I don't know. I have a problem with, with the, the bleed free people because literally, like, it can't be comfortable. For me, it's a hygiene thing, I think. And yeah. Course, and also, like, if I peed in my pants, I'd feel uncomfortable. That's why so I mean. So if it like shows, because it shows that I peed in my pants. Right. So I'm just saying. 
and other people may be uncomfortable being around me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't knock it but necessarily, but I just fine. feel like, seriously, like, anyway. I just feel it just make people uncomfortable and you yourself. I don't know, I wouldn't want to walk around with like peeing or having peed my pants and because I'm like, yeah, I did it when I was a kid and I wasn't comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the importance of radicalism. In the book, she talks about in society that we embrace everything else when it's new you know we embrace it like especially in mm. this era of like you know i don't know if you do you remember in uh 1999 when everybody was like oh jesus like the world is ending and then she went to the bunch group or you know because he convinced them the world was ending but we embraced computers and this like new era we've, we've embraced social media with with ease and phones and all that mm. stuff and so she says, like, how comes when we're discussing, she gives an example of domestic violence, mm-hmm. how comes when we're discussing the fact that the, the why domestic violence is so prevalent is because of patriarchy. And if we dismantle patriarchy, then we have sort of come closer to solving the issue of domestic violence. And domestic violence doesn't just affect women right men also mm-hmm. go through relationships that are abusive but mm-hmm. they don't have the resources and like i don't think a lot of men can sit down and tell their homies that listen this shit beats me mm-hmm. recently um not recently when i just come to canada there was um this kenyan chick right she was dating a ugandan guy and I kid you not, she used to slap him in public. Like, I remember I was like, I was like in grade eight and she would, I'm not, she would beat him. And I used to be like, oh my, I've never seen anything like that because mm-hmm. I'm coming from Uganda. It's like the other way the opposite, around. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I remember I went to my mom like, did you, did you see that? She's like, yeah, yeah, that chick beats him all the time. <laughs> I'm like, what? Wait, what, what do you mean? So fast forward, like I mean, I'm now in like grade eleven. I see a headline on uh, on CP24. You know, I'll just say like Peter or Quang mm-hmm. mur- kills charged with second degree murder, and I'm like, wait, that's the guy that's from like years ago. Who used to come to these Bagisu things, and now he has killed her. So of course to um, CP24 and like CBC and all these news, whatever. He was like this like evil Monster black that man killed, that yeah. murdered this innocent woman, right? And mm. I'm not. He didn't have to. By the way, I, he didn't need to kill her. Mm. But for us who were in the community, I have never seen any. Like she would find him just like they say, like you and I are talking, and she would just slap him and be like, "Get together, let's go, let's go." let's go hurry up like just mm-hmm. treat him like he's nothing mm-hmm. anyway so i'm watching the court case and um basically what happened is she was he, they dropped the the second degree murder charge because you know the only blood at the scene was his mm-hmm. so meaning like she was literally attacking him. attacking him but what got him a manslaughter ch- charge 
was that he went back and strangled her and then she died right mm. so the judge was like you could have run out of the apartment you you know witnesses said like she was abusive like you could have technically mm. left the relationship right if that was turned around now before i i came i was like i did i went back and was reading on that but i was like if the discussion was being had about a a woman no judge would have said that yeah, she'd be free like no and they wouldn't got away with and they wouldn't say so you should have Mm-mm. run out of the apartment they wouldn't have said that they would have been like oh my god she was she was scared and she was this this and that yeah and so yeah Which and is, so that that was like a clear example of like even during his case like his defense team never brought up the fact that he was being beaten he was constantly being being like abused by this woman mm. it never came up yeah but you're his d- defense team yeah do you think that it's important then to to change society and be radical and say like first before we solve the because the, the fact that he wasn't able to even talk about his case mm-hmm. speaks to patriarchy in, in our system that mm-hmm. he's a man and he could have done this but maybe not yeah. maybe he too was affected by her abuse he was traumatized and definitely had nowhere to go because what kind of man is bitten by a woman Mm-hmm. But maybe which he is, felt like he couldn't put his hands on her. Which is what kind of man is beaten as a patriarchal thing, right? It, right? So then do you agree that radicalism has to happen because it benefits both men and women? Yeah, if you put it that way, yes. If you put it the way Bell Hooks put it in her book, yeah. no. <laughs> well, she, she, does, she does a lot of... Um, no, just that particular point. Mm-hmm when she was about domestic violence because mm-hmm. she went from you talk to people door to door talking to people about domestic violence mm-hmm. everyone who insists that they don't support it right mm-hmm. but then her next line is is no she says when you go to talk to people about domestic violence they'll all say they don't support male violence against women mm-hmm. so in that sentence she's basically saying that domestic violence is only men <coughs> to women that's true she so, doesn't account and, for and the opposite she, and then she goes with that the rest she continues basically men beat men against women right. and i'm like she discounted women attacking mm-hmm. men she discounted same sex marriage second sex relationships where it's women on women men on men mm-hmm. and everything and all you know but do mean? you think she did that Everyone because else. of the prevalence of male to female violence well, i've heard that in same sex relationships it's probably even higher with women to women men to men it it's it's so, not like statistical yeah, wise apparently. no no it's not the case <laughs> um anyway but like my point Statistics is that wise, there's I, other I, of course she should have accounted yeah, for those I, people so when she when i read that person as a guy i was like you it took made it me feel like value. she's going back to like i hate men and am i yeah. and i was just like okay fine let me ignore that part and just look at it as domestic violence because mm-hmm. i have like you said i have heard of people who it's been tables flipped the other way right and also same sex where the one is beating the other <coughs> and yeah. vice versa so but in terms of yes i think the, i think we don't you think that then we have to tackle patriarchy 
because then we'd be able to be like oh men also get depressed men also go through this just like women yeah, yeah we, it happens to because we don't allow men to yeah, men are not allowed because much, of their character they also suffer because they're not allowed to right or it's frowned upon when they come out and be like yo i'm being beaten or i'm depressed exactly i'm experiencing this so i'm hurting like they can't have those conversations exactly and, and that's because of yeah the patriarchy. patriarchy okay so they suffer from it in that perspective and then women suffer from the one that everyone knows that yeah this guy is dominating me mm-hmm. beating me or when they inherit things it goes to the firstborn mm-hmm. boy or th- those kind of things right um but then also sometimes you can look at it and say sometimes for the guys again if that person is not like they're saying you're the first boy so you have when you're bo- your boy they always tell you you have to take care of your little younger siblings as mm-hmm. the oldest boy you have to do this you have to take care of your sisters like stuff so it's all pretty push put on the person so they mm-hmm. become that way because again that system the elders and the system was basically telling you this is your responsibility as the boy child and da-da-da-da. exactly and so, even this idea of like you know me personally and people are gonna shoot me for this one but i i don't believe men are pro- supposed to be like i don't think a man was born to provide i think it's i think that's like the silliest thing like when i have a lot of my girlfriends who are like mom said like you know if, if a man doesn't do this mm. he's not a man and and it's like why isn't being a man or a woman just the fact that you are a man or a woman like why is it attached to if you can provide and i think again it goes back to this the, the stupid gender roles i just don't agree if you find yourself in a relationship and the chick makes more money and say you know or, or you want to stay at home um and you want to stay at home then if you, you contribute to the household just as much as she would yeah. just in different ways yeah but again the stigma of oh what kind of man does exactly. not that's that's one of those things right it's like and and but, vice versa for I, for women yeah and i think of women and the whole feminism want to be equal mm-hmm. i'm like do you really though because a lot of times it's like i'm a feminist i make my own money i'm a go-getter blah 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 i'm doing all my thing and then some guy comes up to you and he treats you amazingly but he makes less than you mm-hmm. and you will not look twice his, his way you will look for the other guy who makes more than you and treats you wrong and that's the one you typically will go for and people say be on your level but you mm-hmm. that jazz level but level. i'm like this guy is perfect for you he just doesn't make as much as you because maybe <laughs> he chose to be this profession and you chose this profession mm-hmm. it's not has nothing to do with the person not working hard or not being whatever it's just but then a lot of girls still look at them but a lot of girls will not look at a guy who likes less money than them that's true but i think and a lot of those people are the ones who have made it who have made it who are are like like they're self-sufficient like i don't need anyone i i can survive i don't need a man i don't know when i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm good by myself Mm -hmm. now i'm trying to find a partner and this guy comes through and he's perfect for you in every other way except he makes less than you and you won't look his way but if that's if that's something on my list then don't i have the right to go after it no it's something yeah you have the right to go after it but then i find a lot of ladies have that thing where it's like if this guy makes less money or he's jobless or something they will look they want to look towards him just and it's not because it's not you know, it's not because he's a bad guy it's just mm-hmm. yeah i lost my job it was a pandemic 
I think that goes. And they're both like, you don't ways. have a job. You didn't go to college. What? I'm sent. I'm going to find goes, someone else. That goes both ways. Like where where men say like, oh, I don't date fat girls, or my girls can't be darker than a paper bag. I feel like that is more preference. But I feel like, like I won't date a, a light skin girl. Why? Maybe I like. I'm I'm personally attracted to darker skin. But maybe women. she's attracted to men who have no money. <laughs> it's the same thing. Kevin. No, it's not. But okay, my last question. Um, <laughs> let's, because we're we're out of time. What do you think of the idea that women have to? And this is especially a message that is marketed to black women. Mm-hmm. That women have to embrace suffering to in order to prove that. Aha! Uh-huh, now, now that's love. That is hopelessness. Just foolishness. Why? <laughs> But do you think that love has to have like some sort of struggle in it? It makes for a good movie, but upset. Real life, why? Like, why should I suffer? Don't you think love is better when it has endured? No. <laughs> really? I've never heard anyone say that ever. I mean, yeah, if it endures, it's great that it endured and overcame and it's you're still together. It's still there. Right. But then how about we just had a lovely time the whole time and we're still together? Really? Like it doesn't have, we don't I'm, have to go through trials and tribulations to prove that we love each other. That is interesting. I can just treat you good, you treat me good. Yeah, people fight, it's part of it. But right. then, like I don't have to like beat you and do all this stuff. And then one day, like, you know what, Jesus came and spoke to me and now I shall not beat you again. Mm. We endured that season and now we're, we're you know? I, don't, I just, I feel like if it endures, that's great. Like you mm. go through things mm-hmm. and that makes you stronger, definitely. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it should be a prayer because it for us to have an everlasting love is that I have to have gone through some horrible trauma in my relationship in order for it to prove that it's worth keeping or that we've endured. Where do you think that mentality comes from? That women have to real or you know like to real suffer with a man, then that's how you own. Like you have to stick by him through cheating, whatever, a go beatings. Yeah, that ride or die mentality. Ride or die bullshit, yeah. yeah. It's, I think it just comes from the facts of what women have gone through. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of girls have gone through tough times with people they dated and that's happens all this stuff of like where a lot of black men are incarcerated so the mm-hmm. woman struggles raising the kid and then she also has to remain right or die to the guy who's in jail, who's, in, who's locked up till he comes out and that already creates its own trauma or one partner dies and you have to now raise these kids it's a struggle raising kids like mm-hmm. expensive or um yeah you've been cheated on or you went through trauma this stuff of people being raped and all that. so there's a lot of trauma childhood being beaten by the father because usually it was the dad who would discipline discipline yeah. the kids so in your mind you have this thing against men like men you always have that weird thing yeah so it's kind of like just because of how life has been so women usually go through a lot More. and when they find this one guy who actually treats them well they're like yo let me just allow i endured now this guy is good let me allow and that guy might just be better than there's a worse thing he's and he's like just a, he's just a better worse he's not yes. necessarily good for you mm-hmm. he's just better than the last person after this conversation has your view on feminism changed yeah i feel like it's not about hating men it's about making everyone equal yeah right and it's about and what are your recommendations to other men say i don't have a lot of men i think i have like a two percent population of males who listen to this podcast but 
what do you recommend to the two percent males to be a part of this movement in a meaningful way just we're all human mm -hmm. we're all people and like how it says this love your neighbor as you love yourself so love the women around you as you would love yourself treat them how you want to be treated essentially mm -hmm. and support them listen to them and yeah we'll be a better society because of it right perfect that is a perfect note to end on thank you for coming um thank yeah. you for having me thanks for listening guys see you in like a week or so right.